0: I think most of you know me, but I'm Callie Griffin. Tyler is my husband. We have Wyatt and Casey and Sydney, are twins. They are 17. Wyatt's fixing to be 22, just had his first baby. And I am so happy to be a grandma. <laughs> Everybody told me how great it was going to be, but I had no idea. It's amazing. So um, let's pray real quick. I know we just prayed, but I need it. So, <laughs> so. Lord God, I thank you that it is only your words that I will speak tonight. Lord, I thank you that you have given me everything on this paper and that it's your word. And Lord, it will plant seeds in everyone tonight. Lord, that they will feel your presence and they will know what is from you and what is for them. Lord, I just thank you that everyone here tonight is turning on their expectors. They're expecting to hear from you, Lord, and I thank you that they will. And I thank you, Lord, for peace. In Jesus' name, amen. So, whenever I heard that I needed to speak, and I did have a little while, they did warn me a little little bit ahead of time because of the videos, um, the Lord just kind of downloaded some things to me, and it it was kind of a time that wasn't the greatest for us, we were kind of having some ups and downs, it was a little bit of a roller coaster, um, and there was one day that I just wanted to go back to bed, just pull the covers over my head, and be, I'm done with it, nobody talked to me, nobody touch me nobody look at me I just I'm done I just want to go back to bed and I just wanted to hide and the Lord said Callie you need to hide in me not in your bed under your covers hide in me and so I said well Lord what does that mean I mean I know I'm seeking you but things just aren't good it's hard for me to get out of this it's hard for me to be positive right now what what does that mean and he said okay so hide h-i-d-e the first one is hone in on Jesus, and that is not a phrase that I use, and I'm like, hone in? What, what does that mean? I have no clue. So I looked it up, and it said, um, move towards it or to focus attention on. And so God showed me that whenever you look out across the pasture, you see a whole lot of stuff going on. You might see a coyote or a prairie dog, or, but mostly you're going to see the grass, the sagebrush, the tumbleweeds, the trees. So you have this broad perspective, but if you hone in, it's like looking through a scope of a gun. You're gonna get a small picture. You're gonna see that coyote clearly. And he said, that's what it needs to be. You need to hone in on me, only see me. Don't see your circumstances. Don't see what's going on around you. Hone in on me and focus on me. So it's like going from looking with the naked eye To looking through a scope and just at Jesus. So, I've also heard Tyler say this too that, you know, if you look up at the light, it's really bright. But if you put your Bible in front of it, you're not going to see that light anymore. So, if that light is so bright, if your circumstances are so bright, if you'll put your Bible in front of it, it darkens a whole lot and all you see is your Bible. All you see is Jesus, and that's what we need to do. So that's what the H stands for, is to hone in on Jesus. We know that God only wants good things for us, and that he only has a good plan for us. And we want to see the victory. We want to see him. So thank you, Jesus, that you deliver us out of the hands of the evil one. Thank you, Jesus, that you cover me with your feathers. Thank you, Lord, that you give me strength for my days. When we hone in on Jesus, we hear those scriptures. Those scriptures all come back up, and we need to speak them out. So we want to hone in on Jesus. So if we'll go to Isaiah 30, 18 in the Amplified, it says, And therefore the Lord earnestly waits Expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore, he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him, who expect and look and long for him. For his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship. God is earnestly waiting to be gracious to us. It says right there, we need to expect and look and long for His victory, His favor, His love, His peace, His joy, and His matchless, unbroken companionship. He is earnestly waiting to be gracious to you. So the I in hide is for integrity. If we will walk with integrity as Jesus did, we will see victory. This means integrity in everything. So if somebody calls you and you don't want to answer the phone, and you don't answer the phone, and then they say, hey, I called you, why didn't you answer? And you're like, "Mm, I didn't hear my phone ring. (laughs) That's a white lie, right? That's not integrity. So we need to not do that either. So um, even those little white lies, Jesus never told a white lie. He told it in truth and in love and that's what we need to do so maybe if your wife asks if your outfit looks okay or if her outfit looks okay that one's a tough one too right <laughs> but we need to have that respect and tell the tell the truth in love and i have more respect for people that will tell me the truth in love than if they don't so jesus walked with integrity and he called us to walk with integrity We are a light in the world for people to see. And we need to be a good light. So H is for hone in. I is for integrity. D is for determination. And basically, determination is not quitting. So Wyatt roped calves. And there was one time that we were at a rodeo at Canadian. And he'd roped his calf a little deep, he missed his slack, so he ended up just roping the back legs. Well, if you know anything about roping calves and tying calves, you have to have three legs to tie. We have two of them in a rope. So you have to know how to handle that to get the rope off those back legs to be able to tie three legs. Well, he had been to a clinic and knew what to do, but he He got the rope off. He was working to get back to the head of that calf. I mean, that calf was kind of wiry, and he was doing everything he could to get back to the head of that calf so he could get him flanked and tied. Well, there's a 30-second time limit. Well, it took 28.5 seconds to get that calf tied, but he did it, and he never quit. That is something that we have instilled in our kids is you do not quit. I don't care if you've had the worst day, you don't quit. And so he did everything he could. But you know what? Everybody in the stands stood up and cheered for him. They didn't cheer for the guy that won first place. They cheered for him because he didn't quit. He kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And everybody was, come on, Wyatt, you can do it. I mean, he, and he barely got it done before the time limit, but he got it done, and they cheered. So to me, people people see you. They see your character, and they see how hard you try. And if you'll not quit, if you'll be determined, then you're going to go a lot farther in life. We also have a saying with our girls that, um, which just because they're girls, that doesn't mean this. But anyways, um, if you need to cry, if you've had a bad run, if you need to cry, you go to the trailer. You've got 10 minutes and then you better get over it and do your best for the next one. And I don't know how many times I've used that too. (laughs) I don't know how many times I've had to go to the trailer, take my 10 minutes, put on my heavy face, say, I'm not quitting, and we're going to go again. Be determined. If you can see your victory, then you can chase it, and you can pursue it, and you can catch it. So let's go to John 1140 in the Amplified. God gave me this scripture a couple months ago and it's really, really gotten deep in my heart. But it says, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, that you would see the glory of God? So in these ups and downs that we've had lately, I've had to tell myself, okay, God has given me a promise. God gave me that scripture. God has given me this promise. I'm going to believe, and I'm going to rely on Him, and I'm going to see the glory of God. I just had to keep telling myself to be determined, to keep believing, and to keep relying on God. Hebrews 12, 1 through 4 in the NLT says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eye on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. I think a lot of determination is reminding yourself that you can do this. Jesus did it for me. How, why can't I handle one bad day? Jesus did all of that for me, specifically for me. I can survive today, I can do what I need to do today. And it, we won't become weary and give up. Stay determined. So, as we're hiding in Jesus, H is hone in, I is integrity, D is determination. E is expectation. We had the, Tyler had the Thursday night group for a while, and he, I don't know how many times he reminded us that above the door it says, enter with expectation. We are supposed to enter church with expectation. We're supposed to enter God's presence with expectation. And if we know who God is, if we know his character, then we know that God is waiting to be good to us. Remember that scripture? God is waiting to be gracious and good to us. So we have to expect it. We have to think it, believe it, expect it, and declare it. Psalm 62, 5 through 8 in the King James. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Even just that scripture right there tells us that we need to be expecting God. We need to have him as our rock and our salvation. Everybody knows the story of Zacchaeus, right? And suddenly the song pops into your head. (laughs) So with Zacchaeus, he was a wee little man, so he was a little guy. But he knew that if he climbed up in that tree where he could see over everybody else, that he would be able to see Jesus. And so... He was determined to see Jesus. He was expecting to see Jesus. He knew that he was going to see him. He set his mind to it. And guess what? Jesus saw that expectation, and Jesus wanted to hang out with him. So if we will expect God in our lives, if we will expect him to show up in the hard times, he will. Because he likes to hang out with people that expect things from him. It's not always easy And sometimes that day will drag us down or a tough situation will get you down. But we have to stir up that expectation. I've heard that a lot lately, too, is stir it up. Stir it up. Whether it's your gifting or your expectation, your determination, all of those things, stir them up. I don't know how many of you have heard of Terry Savelle Foy. She's actually Jerry Savell's daughter. She has kind of a squeaky voice. She calls herself the cheerleader of dreams. I love her stuff. I mean, I've gotten where I can listen to her because I like her stuff. (laughs) Her little squeaky voice doesn't bother me. But um, whenever she was starting to get popular, Pastor Charlie and I both were reading some of her books. And Pastor Charlie actually made a vision board. He had me help him make a vision board. It was hanging in his bathroom so he'd see it every day. Um, He came in and he would write his goals every morning right? Each one of them 10 times. And there's a lot of times that um, we would go over finances on Monday morning and I'd get in his office and he'd like, hold on, I'm almost done. I'm like, okay. So I'd wait for him to finish, but I saw a change in him. I saw him start expecting those things to happen. I saw him start to say, thank you, Jesus. I know that I know that this is going to happen. And you know what? There's a barn at his house because of his expectation. There's, he got his dreams, I saw that difference in him. I saw him stirring that up by that vision board and by writing those things down. So. And by knowing God's character, we know that God is going to answer. So when we stir up that expectation, that also means speaking it out of our mouth. I'm the head, not the tail. Blessings overtake me and my family as we do the will of God. I'm blessed and prosperous because I'm a faithful tither and giver. I will fulfill the perfect plan that God has for me. So those things that that rise up in you, you need to speak them out. There's times that God will give us a word to stand on or a scripture to stand on. And sometimes it's before we even need it. And there was one time that I was sitting right there in church, and God gave me the word tenacity. And I said, okay, Lord, I think I know what that means. But So here I am in the middle of the church looking up the word tenacity. And the definition or the true meaning is the quality of holding fast, persistence. So I was like, oh great, I'm going to have to be persistent in something. I'm going to have to work hard. <laughs> have you ever felt that way? When God gives you a word, you're like, oh no, what's coming? So then, Prophet Kramer was here and spoke over us, and it was change, 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 I don't know, how many times did he say change, Ten? I mean, it was just change, change, and that's exactly how our lives have been the last year and a half. Our girls are driving, they're adults, they don't even need us anymore. Wyatt and Taylor had a baby. I mean, things have changed so fast. I don't know how many things have changed at the church, and just every aspect of our life, it seems like there's been so much, and I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you so much (laughs) for warning us, so that I knew that was coming, and I knew that I needed to have that tenacity, and I needed to, to persevere and not just lay in my bed and hide, right? So, I know that God never leaves me nor forsakes me because of all of these trials. Because of all of these ups and downs and having to hide in him, I know how good a God he is. And I think if we will look for that victory in the end, and we will look for what God has for us, it's so much easier to get through it. Can we go to Matthew, Matthew 7, 7 and 8? So what if I had decided to not come to church that day? What if I decided that I was tired and I stayed home? What if I wasn't honed in on Jesus and making sure that I was in church every time the doors were open? I would have missed out on that word and I probably would have quit a long time ago. So God is so good. So Matthew 7, 7, and 8 it Amplified, it says, Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. To me, that verse is the, the perfect example of determination. It's seeking God and his... Pif- perfect will for us. It's stirring up that expectation and that de- determination. So keep seeking God. So I always used acronyms in school. It helped me study. So for me, that's probably why God still talks to me that way. Um to hide in him, to have all of those things and life will be so much better. So, If you'll pull Hebrews 12, 1 through 4 back up, please. This is the main, the main thing of what God told me, so I want to go over this again, but it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. If it's not good for you, get rid of it especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Honin, we need to put honin in parentheses there, right? The champion, because champions have integrity. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. He was a champion. He was determined to fulfill the call that he had on his life. Now he is seated in the place of honor God, beside God's throne. He expected to win, so he did. So, verse 3 Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. By keeping our eyes on Jesus, by honing in on the champion, he is the champion. He's our champion. He walks with integrity. He gives us a good example. He perfects our faith. He knew that there was joy and that there was a victory. He was determined and expected to win. And if Jesus can endure all of that, we, we just had Easter not long ago, and that video it makes me cry every time because I think about what he did And that wasn't even half of what he went through. Honestly, if you read the Bible and what he really went through, that video is nothing. And so if we think about everything that he went through just for us, we can do this. We are blessed because we have the Holy Spirit in us every day. He had to do it on his own, but we have the Holy Spirit with us every day that will speak to us and and show us the way. We can get up in the mornings and we can turn our days over to God and listen to the Holy Spirit and be willing to be used. And we can fulfill our purpose. We can do it. So, The last thing that God showed me was that, it was like a little kind of mini vision, I guess you'd call it, the big Greyhound buses, you know how they used to pull up and they would have their destination on the top of the bus? San Francisco or New York or whatever, right? So if you had two buses that pull up in front of you, the destination on one of them says unknown. Oh, <gasps> see, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the destination says unknown. But on the other one, it says victory. Which bus are you going to get on? I mean, that to me, that is not a hard choice. But we need to choose to get on the victory bus every time. We need to choose Jesus every time. He is the author and the finisher, the all-knowing. He knows where that bus is going. He knows where he's taking us. He knows what bumps are up there that he can swerve, right? Why would we not choose his bus? And He wants us to have life and life abundantly. So let's choose to hide in Him. It has been our honor to offer this message today. If you would like to partner with us as we continue to bring the Word of God, we would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Victory Center with a financial donation. You may do so today via the online giving portal at Victorcenter.org. Thank you.